Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I had no idea that song was going to be thumping the bass that hard. I'm your host, Rudo. It, it came out hot. Yeah, it was, it was going hard. Joined as always by AJ Hayfley. Yesterday, we talked about uh, what I am calling the Southwestern Division as a whole. Today, we're going to get uh, into the top two teams in that division, at least on paper. Maybe the third team as well. We'll talk about a little bit. Uh, we'll get into the Blues, too. But I bet Californians love being considered the Southwest. I mean, if you look at like the other divisions, you have the Canadian, you have the Southwest, you have the like Central Northeast, and then you have like the Southeast, right? <laughs> It, it's the best I could do was call that the Southwest. So, okay. I don't know. Relative to all the other divisions there in the Southwest. How about that? Um, I just think that, uh, I think when they first moved, they were in the Pacific. Yeah. And like, this is their 25th anniversary. So it's like a one year running it back for the anniversary <laughs> for them go. to go win the Pacific division again. There you go. Do it. Um, so uh, we've talked about abs and Vegas being the best two teams in the division. We've talked about the potential for seven game series is at least an extended version of one happening over the course of a regular season. So we figured it would be interesting to break down the actual lineups or, you know, as much of the lineups as we have of Colorado and Vegas, obviously the caveat we talked about. Max Pacioretty being on the block yesterday. So Vegas's lineup could still change a bit. Uh, the abs lineup is pretty much set in. Uh, we'll see, you know, maybe Mountain Martin Cout makes the lineup. Maybe it's Logan O'Connor as a 13th forward, whatever, but they're not going to be adding any other players at this point. Right. Um, the, um, that's, that's really the conversation is the depth forward and the depth defenseman. And, what happens with Bowen Byram and Connor Timmons? Yep. Because I've been adamant all offseason, Bowen Byram's going to be on this team and he's going to play. Yep. I believe that to be true still. Not getting, I'm not getting gun-shy and backing down now. Uh, I think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be on the team. I think he certainly gets the nine games. Although, boy, does our nine-game sample certainly take on a bigger meaning when... You only have 56 of them instead of 82 of them. Yeah, that's uh, 9 out of 82 is a little over 10%. 9 of 56 is like, I'm not good at math. It's not 20%, yeah, I don't know. but it's it's like close to 20. It, yeah, it's like 18% or something. I don't, I'm, don't trust my math, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. 16. Um, 16, all right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but... I mean, let's start here, AJ. What is the Evs' biggest advantage over Vegas? And why is it their top line? It's easily Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Um, it, it, like, top line versus top line. Landeskog and Rantanen on the wing versus Pacioretty and Stone. Not a huge mismatch, to be honest with you. Different guys, different skill sets. Mark Stone, arguably the best two-way wing in the NHL today. Max Pacioretty, a consistent 30-goal scorer. Um, Landis Gog, the worst offensive player between all of them. Rantanen, arguably the best offensive player between all of them. Yeah. And then and then you look at the centers and Nathan McKinnon against William Carlson. Pretty easy pick there. I like Wild Bill. William Carlson's one of my favorite guys in the league, I think. But, man, <laughs> a, to, a top guy that I really enjoy and, and appreciate. I won't go as far as I won't say favorite, but a guy I really like. Against Nathan McKinnon, I don't really like that much, that that, <laughs> that matchup that much. Um, yeah. and, and like we talked about yesterday, Vegas' strength is in their wings. Yep. You know that, uh, and then you, your second line, you have Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault, uh, Alex Tuck on the on the third line. Alex Tuck on the third line, probably the best bottom six player between both teams. Yeah, but 
Colorado's second line, like Smith and Marshall were good, but Brandon Saad and Andre Burkowski. Throw I don't know. in the middle, and yeah. I don't know who has the advantage there, but I definitely know that Nazem Kadri is, is better than whoever right. they're going to play at uh, 2C right now. If it's Cody Glass, he still has everything to prove. If it's Chandler Stevenson, it's definitely Nazem Kadri. So, to solidify, the Avs wings are good enough at worst to keep up with Vegas. And yeah. then they have a massive advantage down the middle. Honestly, even in their bottom six. Right. You, At center. Say JT Comfer and Edward Belmar, or Pierre Edward Belmar, uh, are your three and four C's. You could throw Tyson Jost in that conversation too. I mean, right, right now, Vegas is playing Thomas Nosek as their four C. A fine player. Like he's a fourth line guy. Yeah. I don't I don't know that that's a distinct advantage for Colorado. Uh but I I don't see it as I I don't Certainly see it as a dis- not losing that battle. Yeah. Exactly. I don't see it as a distinct advantage for either side and that's problematic for Vegas when you're trying to figure out who gets better. You know, who's going to win over a a playoff series, a seven game playoff series? Who's the better team? I think it's tough to when you start breaking it down saying who's better at this and who's better at that. The big, and, the big, big, big advantage walking in is Nathan McKinnon. And in Vegas's short tenure in the NHL, they have very much been a team that rolls four lines against you and and tries to punish you in that regard. If the Avs are keeping up with Vegas top to bottom, every time Nathan McKinnon steps on the ice is a significant advantage, right? So, yeah, I mean they're the. Their depth guys are effective at what they do. I mean, you can't watch a go back and watch any playoff game that Vegas had last year, and it's all about Ryan Reeves. Yep, Ryan Reeves all day long. It's just this endless parade of Ryan Reeves clips who had four assists in 19 games, but because he's big and physical and mean and hits people, people are obsessed with him. <laughs> and it's like, look, he's effective at what he does. All right. Other teams hate him. He, you know, he, he stirs the pot. Sure. He gets guys, he gets guys out of that. And he's also had one 15 point season and one 20 point season in his career. Right. Like he's, he's in not out there to do that. And that's where that's where if you're like, okay, Ryan Reeves or Tyson Jost, you know, there's going to be a skill advantage on one side and there's going to be a physicality advantage on the other. For sure. Whoever wins that matchup is going to play an important role in the series. Yeah. You know, and then getting Matt Calvert healthy for the playoffs would be the first. (laughs) It hasn't happened yet in his first two years in Colorado. You know, he misses the end of the San Jose series and he misses most of this postseason this last year. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> they need that guy. Like, he's an important heart and soul guy for them. He also plays an important role. I think the abs are better depth prepared uh, for, for the loss of a, a Calvert. Yeah. Not four of them, <laughs> but they're, they're better prepared for that. Uh, and it's just a matter of actually using those guys, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zadorov, Zadorov's not. Yeah, I don't think we need to have that conversation again on this podcast. Yeah. But... I mean, Zadorov's, the, the, the abs, the abs defense is better. Um, than it was. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the defense, which is a, a really interesting matchup. But up uh, up front at forward, um, this is it's Nathan McKinnon smokes them, and I to be honest, I just don't know what Vegas is planning to do down the middle. It it's a lot of faith in Cody Glass, man. Like like you said, if he's not the truth, yeah, Vegas is in trouble. 
I, I really do think so. Um, because we didn't plan the show out far enough to ask Ken to come on and talk about Vegas. We can easily do that at some point. <laughs> yeah, if do if he, he wants to come on, he, he can he break can down watch our whole this. Team. Yeah, he can watch this. Tell us why we're idiots, and then he can come on, and we, we can do that. That's fine. We can reach out and ask him. We oh. just didn't because we we're at the point now where we're not planning shows into the future anymore yep. because we can't. we're just trying to go day to day. And when the NHL announces random stuff, we talk about that because yep. who the heck knows what's going to happen next? So yep, whatever's up. That's where it's at. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway, yeah, uh, looking at the offense as a whole, the centers, the ends definitely have an advantage, and the the wings we're saying are are probably even or or relatively even. Maybe. I would say it's real close to a push. Yeah, but if there's an if somebody decides that there's an advantage on either side. You could probably make an argument for it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it would be it would not be significant. It sure. would be nothing close to what Nathan McKinnon brings them on at, at center. Yeah, and and I mean, at least for the Avs, that's certainly the key. Between McKinnon and Kadri, that is two massive offensive play drivers for the Avs. That it's how they're gonna most of their points are gonna come through one of those two players. I Yes, Rantanen and Landis Gog will probably score more than Kedry, certainly Rantanen, but McKinnon will be involved in a lot of that. Yeah, and like, it's not to take anything away from William Carlson, who is a legitimately very good two-way center, but... But McKinnon's arguably the best player in the league, so... <laughs> that's it. And McKinnon, McKinnon, defensively, when he puts the effort in, when he gives the honest effort... We saw it. McKinnon had a, a, I don't want to call it a renaissance because McKinnon's best defensive effort is solid, not great, but he played legitimate quality defense last year for a lot of the year. Yeah. And it's not, you're not going to be amazed by it, but it 100% was not hurting the team like it used to. Yeah. So. What's the the point is to say that Carlson and McKinnon's defense at center isn't that is a hell a of a lot closer yeah. than their offense. True, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I like that. Going to take our first period break. There we have DraftKings Sportsbook, our pick of the week. Going with a bit of boxing action. I'm not. I'm not a master of it. AJ knows a little bit more than I do. Uh, Anthony Joshua is is fighting someone. Uh, I don't even really know his name, but he. We tried to we tried to say his name, and we were like, "This is a disaster." Yeah, it, it's first of <laughs> all, it's me, so you already know the name's yeah. gonna be wrong. And then secondly, it's like some Eastern Bloc country name or or something like that. So I was just like, "Don't worry about that." Anthony Joshua with an odds boost was originally minus three thirty to knock this dude out and now is minus 230. So I'm taking the odds boost. I'm going with Anthony Joshua to knock a dude out. Why not? If you don't want to take the boxing option, you can always bet on UFC as well. DraftKings Sportsbook has an amazing boost for new members. If you use code DNVR when you sign up, you can triple your winnings on any bet for UFC 256. So jump on that and you can also get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. So uh, yeah. Lots of money. DraftKings Sportsbook. Just trying to give it to you. Sign up today. Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and you know, download the top-rated app. Do it on your computer. Whatever's easy for you. They give you a bunch of different ways to access their bets. They have bets on pretty much every sport under the sun. There's a bunch of bets on cricket, which is something I know less about than boxing even. So if you want to bet on international test cricket, you can do that if that's your thing. I swear to God, every time every time I try and get into cricket, I become more and more convinced that it's just Calvin Ball. <laughs> right? Just make it up as you go, kind yeah. of. I'm like, nope, this is total nonsense. You can't convince me otherwise. 
Anyway, jump on over there. Get the $1,000 sign-up bonus for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, we, did a, we did a whole show on the expansion, Brad. Draft where we we drafted a team last week. Uh, I believe. Yeah, he's talking about the he's talking about the expanded one that we talked about doing. If things. Oh yeah, no, we haven't we haven't done anything about that yet. Um, Given that the NHL decided they want to start next month, it might be tough to fit that one in. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, if things got pushed like a lot. Going from January first to January thirteenth was not enough of a delay for us to to think about that yet. So we'll we'll see. I would like to point out that the guy Anthony Joshua is fighting is nicknamed the Cobra, and he's from Bulgaria. Cool. Well, I was right about the country of origin, at least generally. <laughs> yeah. And I can the, say his nickname, so that's good. Should have gone with the Cobra. Yeah. It's actually Cobrata. Oh well, now you've ruined everything. Yeah, we're we're out the window again. Stands for the Cobra. <laughs> or means the cobra. So that's that's cool. It's about to be a sleeping cobra. Yeah, well, he's 39, so this is about <laughs> to go into a permanent sleep. Jesus. He took that fight at 39, huh? I mean... I mean, I guess Mike Tyson just fought, right? So <laughs> Probably pretty good money. True. All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Let's get into the defense here. We already said the Avs defense made themselves better over the offseason, but Vegas went out and got Alex Petrangelo. One of the best defensemen in the league, certainly. Does the Avs stack up okay? Uh, I think we've agreed over the offseason their abs or rather for the abs their top pairing is coming yeah they don't have a true one yet right three years from now when bowen byron mikhail mccarr have been a pairing for two years and they're shredding the nhl this won't be a conversation anymore especially when alex petrangelo is like 33 or 34 getting up there at that point and making just under nine million dollars like this won't be this this won't be a conversation anymore but as of today they haven't proven it yet i mean we don't even well right now we're we're talking about ryan graves as kale mccarr's partner still yep which and i always say this because i'm afraid of nova scotia getting mad at me again because that (laughs) sucked when that happened for like three days uh it's no disrespect to ryan graves but Devon Taves, Sam Gerard, Bowen Byron, one of those guys has to take that job. Yep. Permanently. Agreed. It, there needs to be at least one guy that they can rely on to play big minutes every single night next to Kale McCarr or otherwise, certainly on the defensive side, PK as well, whatever you want out of them. Um, the Avs are just fine doing what they do, where they, they mix their lines on any given night. Any of their top 60 can be their top minute man, uh, just depending on situations. We saw that all the time last year. But it does feel, especially as EJ starts to get older, there needs to be something solid there to fall back on. Yeah. Um, when you take... Take Kale McCarr plus whoever. Pick your poison of, of whoever you want next to them. How does that match up against Vegas's top pair of Petrangelo plus uh, hey, Theodore? Who, yeah, probably Theodore, I'm assuming. I'm assuming as well. So that's that's a very legit top pair in the NHL. As, as far as top pairings in the NHL go, I would say it has to be top five. Yeah. It's so good. So. Um and and like their skills mesh perfectly. 
So this is a classic, like, Petrangelo is a little, probably a little better defender than Theodore, but Theodore is very good offensively, as is Petrangelo. They're both really good offensively, uh, but, but Petrangelo is probably a little better defender today than Theodore is, but they're both really good at moving pucks out. Yep. So as soon as, as soon as either one of them gets it, the thing is gone. And it's really hard to set up shop against them because, because both of them have the ability to move pucks the way that they do. Anybody that tries dump and chase is going to really struggle against them. Anybody that tries to come in uh, with, with speed, uh, through transition is gonna. They're both really good act, with active sticks, and they're they perfect on gap control. So you're gonna have you're gonna have a really hard time against that. That it's just it's an ideal top pairing. They have everything. There isn't a, there isn't really a weakness in that pairing, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's exactly the kind of top pairing that you dream about. When, yeah, I mean it's. It's a better top pairing than almost all of the franchises that when we did our league-wide franchise redraft, yeah, and that top with... pairing was better than oh, probably almost all of them. Yeah, that's, and it's very much the same model that the Az are trying to build, right? It's absolutely get pucks out Everybody of your own head. Yeah, in the modern defensive style. So. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Diaz, how much confidence do you have with Timmins considering his concussion history? I mean. We're assuming he's fully healthy, but the Avs have said it themselves. They want to see him stay healthy for a season. Yeah, it's not even his concussion, to be honest. Like, that's part of it. But he also, he got dinged up with a, I think it was an ankle injury last year. Yep. You know, that he got dinged with that. He took, he took an innocuous hit in the postseason and was done there. You know, like the guy, he just hasn't proven the ability to, to stay healthy yet. It just hasn't happened. So he needs to, he needs to do that. It's not even just the concussion. It's everything. You got to yep. stay healthy. You can't be, can't, can't be brittle in the NHL. You got to show up. And right now that's Connor Timmons has done everything he needs to do as a hockey player to prove he belongs in the NHL. Availability is a skill though. And it's the last one on his check on, on his uh, checkbox. We box can, check. uh, <laughs> you, somewhere boxes and checks it's somewhere in there <laughs> makes Se- more sense in my head than it does to say it out loud segueing that into second pair and depth defensemen the thing about vegas's defense is it drops off pretty darn quick after this is, where, this is where the nature bit thing hurts them yeah um i'm not sure what their plan on right defense is yeah, uh, so right now on their roster by Cat Friendly, they have 7D. Petrangelo and Theodore, obviously, if we're saying that's the first pair, they have Martinez, uh, Braden McNabb, Nick Holden, Carl Dahlstrom, all play the left side, and then Zach Whitecloud, yeah. who plays the right. I'm assuming Zach Whitecloud's getting first crack at the right side on the third pairing. Yeah. Um, and that I'm, again, this is just me making an assumption. I assume it'll probably be next to Nick Holden. Which means that they've got to find the Martinez and McNabb is, are the next guys up here. Yeah, is one of them just going to play the right side, or what are they doing here? Yeah, I guess I know Theodore has also played the right side. Um, I I think that if Theodore does play the right side, and they and they roll with like a Martinez Petrangelo, and then a McNabb Theodore. They're yeah. probably more well-rounded. Yeah, for sure. But they lose the feather in their cap of having... The elite top pair then. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, obviously in practice, I'm sure you'll see some some line mixing on the defense there. But Yeah. McNabb and... Uh, McNabb's kind of the same guy he's always been. Like, he's he's an okay defender who brings a real physical element. Yep. Alec Martinez has kind of dropped off. He's slowed down pretty hard. Sure. Yeah. And he's dropped off where he's he's more reputation right now than uh I'll just steal my own line. He's more reputation than reality. Um Yeah. Right now he's 
he doesn't drive any he's never been an offensive guy he doesn't drive any offense and defensively meh, his when results you lose that right. step it's so hard to keep up defensively man yeah and and Braden McNabb has always just sort of been like he's okay like he's not a bad I don't think he's a bad player but he's not it, he's not great and there very little offense again but defensively he's okay like he's he's solid it feels a little bit like a couple of years ago on the Avs defense when they were running pairings like Patrick Nemeth and Zadorov. Yeah. I mean, I would I would say that the in terms of on-ice results, McNabb is pretty close defensively to what Gerard brings, but sure. they obviously they do it very different, yeah, differently. Um, but Gerard is much better offensively. Definitely. Um, and then Devon Taves. We don't really know where Devon Taves is going to fit in, on Colorado yet. And I think that's going to be that's going to be the, the number one thing they have to use the regular season to figure out yep. is where does he slot in? Because you now have a couple guys on the left side that you really want playing a lot of minutes. But if if Ryan Graves is stapled next to Kale McCarr still, then that pairing is obviously going to get play, get played a lot. What do you do here? And then where is Bowen Byram fitting into this? Yep. Because Devontae's Bowen Byram as a pairing would be a lot of fun. But how good is it going to be? And and that's the question for the Avs as you get into their third pair as well. Look, we know certainly four players are, are locks for the lineup. Honestly, five players are probably locks for the lineup. Assuming EJ's healthy. EJ, Gerard, Makar... Graves, Taze are going to be in the lineup every single night. And then you have yeah. Bowen Byram and Ian Cole, which maybe you're running a bit of a rotation in that 60 spot or, or however you want to do it. Um, so it just it depends on how things shake out, obviously. We have to see what Byram brings in his nine games if he gets them. Ian Cole is 32 now, I think, so he's not exactly young. Who knows? But he's coming off. I mean, credit yeah, to him, though. He is, great year. Yeah, absolutely great year. He was so good last year during the regular season. Um, Byram, Byram is left-handed, as almost all of these guys are at the yep. moment. It's funny that Colorado's so flush on the right side with futures. But yeah. right now, it's still McCarr and Johnson, and that's it. Yep. Someday, Timmons. And Baron And Hellison. Yeah, that a little bit further away for those two, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> just just saying. I mean, we're we're three years from that conversation, but True. they're gonna be they're gonna be the abs are gonna be the black sheep where they're just drowning in right handed defensemen if all those guys work out, which they of course won't. But. Get a lot of value if you have some extra right D though. Yeah. Uh anyway. Straight up, man working through those bottom pairs, we already said it's probably Holden and Zach Whitecloud for, yeah. for Vegas. I feel, I feel pretty good about Whitecloud. He was really solid for yeah. them last year. Especially Carl Dahlstrom as a seventh, sure, whatever. Yeah. Whitecloud played more games in the postseason for them than he did in the regular season. He was rock solid for them. Yep. So... It seems pretty well set up for Vegas. Colorado is is the one on the bottom where it's like, well, uh, if you get your annual EJ injury, you can just play Byram every night. It, at what point yeah. do you have a conversation about Timmons making the team if he's healthy? Yeah, well, and, and we've seen Ian Cole can play on the right side. He's comfortable with that. So if he wants to play next to Bo and Byram, Byram, Byram and Cole is like your ideal third pairing. Yeah. The, the veteran the and the kid. Yep. Yep. And like it's just the perfect mix that teams absolutely love. But then you're sitting Ryan Graves at that point. Unless someone gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Inevitably there will be an injury that will even that math up. But then even beyond that question is Connor Timmons. If he's healthy, he's an NHL player. You dead they have to start getting him. I he should not be in the AHL, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I think he probably will be because they would prefer that he just play than not. But I think he should be sitting in Colorado. I mean, I I think this is true of Timmons and Kout. And 
A hundred percent. Those guys should be just practicing in with the abs as the scratches every night. Yep. And the reason I think we're stressing it is because this is a bit of a new scenario for this abs team in front office is where they have a wealth of players and prospects now that they need to find ways to get games for. Yeah. So they have to find a way uh, to get these players, whatever they need to take the next step or at least the opportunity to take the next step if they take it is up to them. But um, so that's kind of the defensive matchup between Colorado and Vegas for the most part. The high end is definitely in Vegas's uh, advantage. I think that middle pairing, if you're going head to head that assuming that they go Theodore Petrangelo, Mm -hmm. I think the middle pairing has a decent, uh, let's say that it's, Sam Gerard and Eric Johnson. Sure. I think it's pretty close to a wash, man. Yeah. It's it's a pretty sharp drop off for Vegas having the big top two. And yeah, there could be like Colorado. If they go Taves and McCarr, that could be a dynamite pairing together. But Colorado also doesn't have traditional top pairing, second pairing. Yeah. They've, they're very, very fluid about it, for yeah, sure. That's one thing that Bedner, uh, the guy whose name I'm totally... Nolan Pratt. Uh, Bedner and Pratt have never really used... Well, I don't want to say never. They they used Eric Johnson like that when they didn't have any other options. And since other options have presented themselves, they run a lot more situational than it's like... Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, it's been two shifts to get our top pairing back out there. You know, like it's not like that for the abs. It's oh, we have an offensive zone face off. Here's turn and burn, or oh, this right. defensive zone face off will throw out EJ and Cole or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very situationally based. And the pairings like they get put together and then they get broken up all the time during games because of things like face offs and situation and, and different game situations, yeah, that present themselves. So it's you know i that's that's where we have to, we have the big unknowns from colorado is they have to work that out um i think the overall upside of colorado's defense is probably higher than vegas's but vegas's actual today who they are right now in this moment that we're comfortable with is probably better overall uh, they have clearly defined roles. They're very good at them. And they they definitely pack that physical element that Col- Colorado's defense will be lacking. Yeah. Although Colorado's defense will be able to outskate anybody. Yeah. I... You, you throw Taves and Byram onto that back end and their ability to go and retrieve pucks and move them out is going to be unparalleled in the NHL. I mean, that's the question. Wow. I, I think for me, too, especially if the Evs are playing Byram in their lineup, certainly Vegas has a significantly more experienced defense. The White Cloud is, is kind of their one guy who doesn't have a ton of experience on that back end. Whereas, yeah, look, He's Kale, been, he was really good, though. Yeah. Like, but and I'm saying, look, Kale McCarr is amazing. I We all agree, but he still only played one year in the NHL. Right. So I do think it's, it's certainly interesting, but I do think you're probably right. Uh, like you said, if the abs are going to find uh, an inefficiency there, it's probably on that middle pairing. Um, so we'll see. And look, Bowen Byram is no automatic star in the NHL. The guy sure. could get to the NHL and be totally lost and useless. So, as a as an unproven rookie, we don't we just don't know what he's going to bring to the table. He's a total X factor. He could come in and blow the doors off of everybody. And this is a dumb conversation six months from now. Yeah. He could completely fall apart. And we're talking about Ryan Graves and Ian Cole as a playoff pairing. It could go either way, one hundred percent. It's a totally different world for us. It could be Bo and Byron and Connor Timmons as a playoff pairing. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't even take very much for something like that yeah. to happen. Right. That's that's the magic of why they play the games, basically. Right. That's the big unknown for Colorado's defense, though, is that it's still chock full of potential because the, it's just so young. Its most talented players are its youngest. Yep. And 
that's that that makes them un unpredictable and it's tough to it's tough to gauge that against a much more experienced and proven defense that Vegas has. For sure. We're going to take Shout our, out second. To our guy here Nelson. Yeah. And he just found the pod. Uh we love having you man. It's uh, it's awesome. It's it's awesome when people have found the pod over the last few months. Uh you you picked a good time to get interested in hockey cuz certainly abs hockey. Yeah, the assuming that it's abs related. <laughs> I, I can't imagine we have too many people hanging around that aren't uh, abs peeps on some level. Yeah. We'll take our second period break there for WGT Golf, our gaming sponsor. Coming up starting tomorrow through the weekend, we're hosting the Ball is Poppin' Classic over at Band and Dunes. All country clubs can participate because we have four of them now and anyone can win. So go over to dnvrgolf.com to download WGT Golf and search for DNVR4 to join our fourth clubhouse to get yourself entered into the closest to the whole challenge. Once you play a tournament, all you have to do is take a screenshot of your score and submit it either to the pinned tweet on DNVR sports main account or email them into info at the DNVR.com. Once you've entered to win, you're all good. We'll just choose a random raffle winner every week and you get to pick the DNVR shirt or mask of your choice and we'll ship it directly to you. We have a new course every weekend leading all the way up to Christmas winners get picked every Monday. So you got nothing to lose. You might as well play around with us, have a little fun, and maybe get some DNVR merch if you're lucky. Again, it's the Ball is Popping Classic over on Band and Dunes. Should be up tomorrow night. So get in there, play a little bit of digital golf, win yourself a bunch of free stuff with WGT Golf. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Let's talk about a divisive topic for the Colorado Avalanche. Special teams. <sighs> <laughs> that side pretty much sums it up. Vegas. They were league average during the regular season last year, and they were a nightmare in the postseason. Yep. Done. And, uh, for comparison's sake... Vegas had a 22% power play to the Avs 19.1 in the regular season. But so the difference of maybe two goals. Sure. But the Avs penalty kill was 81.4% and Vegas's penalty kill was atrocious at 76.6% last year. Bottom 5 in the league. Trangelo probably helps that, but it's a conversation we've had a hundred times before. Giving the Avs offensive firepower, their power play should be very good. Given a team that has a weak penalty kill, you have to think in that matchup, the power play has to be a weapon for the Avs. Yeah, um, I will also say that as much as we're dumping on the Avs power play, they were better in the postseason on the whole. They finished at 22.1%. It was the PK just... finished at 75%. Yeah. It... They they switched in the playoffs last year because Vegas's power play was 18%, but their PK at 85%. Yeah, so playoff hockey is something else, basically. Yeah. They had this P Vegas had the second best PK of anybody that played at least 10 games. And the one thing with the abs is I, if I remember correctly, their power play was certainly propped up a little bit by the Arizona series and, and their PK got well, dumpstered by Dallas. Yeah. The, the, the power play was, was certainly, the thing was, was that between the round robin and the Arizona series, the power play scored almost every game. Yep. And there were two instances where they scored one second after the power play Just had, after, had yeah. ended. Yep. So they were, in essence, power play goals, but not statistically. Like, not in reality. Sure. But in, in practical terms, they were power play goals that didn't count as such. So the power play was really good up until the Dallas series, and then it completely fell apart. Yep. Completely. So, 
And that's makes bad. a big difference. Yeah. I was probably that was, win that series if their power play is league average. Uh, honestly, if either one of those units was was better, it didn't even have to be both. Yep. It just had to be one of those units. If the power play was just a little bit better, you know, they had a power play in the third period with a one goal lead. If they score on that, it's a two goal game. And all of a sudden the, the, the whole dynamic of the game changes. Yep. Instead, they don't Dallas scores. They tie the game. The rest you know, is history. And then, yeah. And then, and then the Nemesnikov Kiviranta thing happens. It's it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, there's you can't change history, that's for sure. But reliving it was just it, you could just see the horror in my <laughs> eyes start to develop as I started thinking about it. But I think particularly as we talked about on yesterday's show or the day before show, I forget. Um when you're the potential for playing this team fourteen times if you include the playoffs whoever gets the edge on the special teams is it's going to matter. It's definitely going to matter. There's a lot that can be broken down when you go to film, when you look for weaknesses in special teams, I think. So I, I honestly, this goes beyond abs versus Vegas. This goes to the entire league. I'm really curious how teams target that type of thing and, and how it plays out, especially with things like three game homestands against the same team and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um we might see we might see lower numbers um on power plays than normal. Yeah. If teams if teams are able to dedicate the kind of scouting resources that they use in the postseason to the regular season. And the reason they don't in the regular season is because you don't want to make any kind of major changes game to game. You do what you do. Different team every night anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it, while everybody kind of has a variations uh, of the same basic concept. Um, when you start playing the same team over and over, then you can really start to pick pick it apart. I guarantee you by the end of the regular season, when they're playing teams for the six and seven times, they will be... They'll have some knowledge there for sure. Yeah. There will be specific scouting things. The video coach will have some very specific breakdowns of things that he that he brings to them. I think a great example is yeah, a great example for the Avs is last year the the Nathan McKinnon point wrister that he scored on three or four times. Yeah, is something I think definitely if with enough film, teams could target that and and at least know that it's coming, if not have a specific defense for it. The what made that thing so effective though is that it would going it. He didn't do it all the time, right? But when it worked, what happened was there were four bodies in front of the goal. Well, right. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Is if with if you get film of that and you start to understand the situations in which McKinnon does that, you can get the bodies clear. Give your goalie a lane to see it because if a goalie sees that shot, it's never going in. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes it's uh, I would say the big difference there is that if a guy sees it on film and he's expecting it they're going to be a lot more aggressive about trying to block it because it's not a hard shot. Yeah, true. It's just a it's just a, a shot where he just throws it at a spot because it's and it just kind of floats its way on in there, and you're just like, well, that worked, that I guess. A, that's real weird. Yeah. The first time it happened, we were like, and then by the fourth or fifth time in the year, it was like, well, he did it again. He keeps getting away with it. <laughs> it's a thing that keeps working. Um, yeah, special teams, they're, they're important. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I always kind of write off the whole, they, they have to be great on special teams. I, I always say I would rather have a good PK than a good power play. I I mean, look, you don't have to be great at anything. If you get a W at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? God, the Avs in the postseason last year averaged four goals a game and gave up 2.73. Imagine if they didn't have half their team injured. (laughs) (laughs) I know we knew when it happened that this was going to be a a season that we look back on with a major what-if conversation. Yep. But oh my God, what a disappointment. 
36.5 shots for per game against 27 and a half. That's pretty wild. They're, they're, those numbers are better than what Tampa Bay had. Yeah. That and Tampa Bay got to play Dallas and and cave them as well. So <laughs> that AJ face sums it up right there, I think. It's really frustrating me just to think about uh, the fact that they should have been at least a conference finalist. Yeah, do we need to file a missing persons report for Connor from <laughs> Dallas? Um <laughs> no. No, he's he's every star's bro who got really amped up for the cup run and then as soon as as soon as they lost, decided that he was a really he remembered he was a lifetime, lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, that seems like the worst fate of the two, to be honest. <laughs> it well it absolutely <laughs> is. The stars have won a championship more recently. Yeah. The, the Dallas Cow the Dallas Cowboys have been the model franchise of mediocrity for 25 years. <laughs> So it's ins- it's insane to me that they got the moniker of America's team. Stupid. I mean, I won't go there. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a whole grenade that we could have yeah. stepped on, and it was yeah. like, eh, I guess a landmine. You don't step on grenades. I guess if you do, you only do step on a grenade. Part. Probably bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in, in any case, I think we're wrapping up today's show. Uh, we didn't talk about goaltending. Oh yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about goaltending until we know if Leonard's healthy or not. But yeah, yeah a healthy Robin Leonard is is the advantage Vegas. Uh, a healthy Leonard versus a healthy Grubauer is advantage Vegas. Though I don't think it's nearly as big an advantage as some Avs fans will tell you. Um, Flurry against Grubauer, I think, is advantage Grubauer. Uh, yeah. Flurry against Francois. Is oh my coin. god, why are we even yeah. here? <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> and getting any deeper than that just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, the third string goaltenders is you can't even break that down on paper. You're just it's hoping like, for the best. <laughs> it's like Oscar Dansk, I think, is in Vegas, and against and then in Colorado, Adam Warner, maybe Adam Warner or Hunter Miska at this point. Again, yeah. rolling those guys out, and okay. <laughs> Oh my God, Hunter Misk is going to play in the playoffs, isn't he? Oh God, don't even say that. So yeah, Leonard clearly the best goalie of of any of them, but is he hurt? When will he get back? Who knows? Um. Anyway, Vegas versus Avs expected to be the premier matchup in the the Southwestern Division. Yeah, which means both teams will end up drafting in the top five because right. Right. And shortened seasons are chaotic. It's chaos for sure. They are chaotic. So they're everything that we think we know coming into this year. This is the I will say the one thing that I think about this Colorado team is that they feel really well built top to bottom. So yep. it would take insane injuries, which are, of course are always possible. Uh it, or it would take just a massive amount of underachievement team wide for them not to be pretty good. Yeah, just to kind of tie things into where we started. If the Avs lose a center, assuming it's not Nathan McKinnon, obviously if you lose McKinnon, that's a huge problem. But sure. if the Avs lose a center, they have Shane Bowers just yeah. to, to come in and step up. If Vegas loses a center, they're in big, big trouble. Yeah, it's like Nicola Waugh. Yeah, there's not a ton of excitement left for them at center beyond their top four. And let, I mean, I guess they could do something crazy and like keep Krebs, but yeah, I mean, keeping Krebs if they if they rolled out Krebs this year, that would be interesting. But even even a high pick uh, like Jake Lecision did not impress in the AHL much last year. Yeah, so. They have work to do uh, at that at that spot. For sure. So maybe a little bit of a, a depth nod to the abs there as far as like injury possibilities, but Yeah. I mean Colorado Colorado can lose a center and then um Jost probably steps in, right? 
and then you one can of play those out or whatever. Yeah, and then another injury at center, you have Bowers that can step in. Yep. So, and then after that, you have Sheldon Dries, which will get you by on the fourth line or whatever. Yeah, which will get you benched because he only <laughs> played like five minutes in those those games they wasted on him. Sure. Anyway, but- boy, big. Point being that the abs can survive a couple of injuries at center. That's not to, it's not a challenge universe. <laughs> I'm just saying that they've played for your shenaniganery to a point. You can only have so many. Until they announce the 15-man taxi squad. Well, they don't. I, no team in the NHL is going to be like, all right, well, we're good at center. We're nine deep. We're completely prepared for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. The fact that Colorado was six deep is rare enough. And we say that, but like that's that's just in like guys that could be decent in your bottom six. Yeah. Those guys need to play top six. You immediately have a huge step back if J2 Comfort is in your top six. I mean and then you know. Look, it's one of those things, right? Like if you lose Kadri, that hurts, but you can probably yeah. survive. If you lose McKinnon, yeah. it's a disaster. It just is. Right. If you're rolling, if your four centers are uh, Comfort, Jost, Belmar, and Bowers, like you're not feeling great about your center depth. You're hating your life. Right, exactly. You're like, great, we've successfully replaced our bottom six guys, but now our old bottom six guys are playing 20 minutes a night. <laughs> That's not great. Yeah. I So hopefully the injuries don't stack up too much, but the abs are as prepared as you can be. Uh, I guess we're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. New or old, we appreciate all of you very, very much. Hockey is coming. It's going to happen eventually. So I'm excited. I hope you all are starting to get excited. We'll get out of here with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. It's got a bunch of different options for flavors. They had, like, the last one I had was the s'mores flavor, I believe it was. So bunch of very tasty flavors. Uh, you can go to StravaCraftCoffee.com and get 20% off when you use code DNVR20. It's been known to help many different aches and pains, migraines, IBS, joint pain, all that stuff, many more as well. So give it a try today, and you can subscribe on their website to save 20% on every single order you make. Matt Note, we are out of here. We will be back tomorrow for Free Skate Friday. Not sure what we're doing on that show. Something fun, I'm sure. But we will talk to you guys then.